Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you. Preaching through Mark, Phil Crowter concludes his look at Mark chapter 11. One of the things that church leaders are called to do is to both defend the truth of the gospel and to recognise and expose error. False doctrine is something that the Christian church has had to battle against since its inception. A cursory reading through the New Testament shows again and again that even back in those early days, They were those who didn't want to accept what God had declared through his Son, Jesus Christ, and his Holy Spirit-inspired apostles. There really are so many examples of this, and one that comes to mind is the error that the bodily resurrection of Jesus didn't happen, in spite of the overwhelming evidence that proves he rose from the dead. It had troubled the church in Corinth considerably, and Paul devoted a whole chapter of his first letter to them to answer it and you'll find his masterful treatment of this subject in 1 Corinthians 15. Another error, which we shall see, was held even when Jesus was alive, and which is still prevalent today, is that there are those who do not accept the Lordship of Christ. Indeed, this error has appeared in a number of ways. First, there are those who do not want to accept Jesus is from God. God the Son, in fact, and therefore Lord of all. They openly rebel against him, and try to hinder others in their submission to his lordship. That is perhaps quite easy to detect, but another aspect of this error that has occurred in more recent times is found amongst those who do believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And their teaching goes something like this. When you first come to believe in Jesus, he becomes your saviour. But later on in your life, you must also accept him as your lord in a kind of second experience after conversion. No, this is quite wrong, because our Saviour is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is both Lord and Saviour at the same time. He demands that we submit our lives to him and follow him in humble obedience from the very beginning of our Christian lives, because he is our King. In our study in Mark chapter 11 today with Phil Crowder, Jesus has to deal head-on with an error that governed the attitude of the chief priests and teachers of the law and the elders, and with which they confronted Jesus. So without any more from me, Phil, tell us the heading you're going to give to these verses. Yes, it's a question that Jesus was asked. What right do you have to do this? Right, that's an intriguing question. So what about the background to this? What led up to it, if you like? The leaders of the Jews are angry. They have control over the people. If people believe in Jesus, then these leaders will lose their control. The leaders are angry because the crowds welcomed Jesus as their king. We saw that in verses 8 to 10. The leaders are angry because Jesus threw the people out of the temple. There in verses 15 to 17. And now they're looking for a way to kill Jesus. Verse 18, they began to look for a way to kill him, for they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. So now they ask Jesus a question, but they don't really want to know the true answer. 
They only want to get Jesus into trouble. If Jesus says that he is king, they can tell the Romans. The Romans control the country. Caesar is king. No one else can claim to be king. So let's read verses 27 to 33 to see how they do this. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you authority to do this? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or from men? Tell me. They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say, from heaven, he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? And if we say, from men, they feared the crowd, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. In verse 29, you may have wondered why Jesus does not answer their question. Now, Jesus will always answer an honest question, but this time Jesus knows that it's best not to answer in a direct way. Instead, it's best to show these people that they're not honest. If they answer his question, they'll know the answer to their own question. Yes, it's, it, it's lovely, isn't it, how the Lord really gets to the real point of the matters and gets to the heart of things and the way he deals with these men, he's showing that he understands fully where they're coming from. Yes, they knew all along where Jesus' authority came from. It came from God, but they weren't willing to accept it. Mm. Well, coming to our sermon, what would be the main point we need to make from this passage? We know that Jesus does have the right to do as he wants. Jesus is the king who should rule over our lives. And, and that's something to work on, isn't it, as we think about our, our people and prepare our talk. It is easy to say that we want Jesus to rule our lives. But in practice, do we really want him to? Even in Jesus' church, we can want to do things our way. And that's something for the leaders of the church to, to be thinking about. What things do your people find hard to give over to Jesus? What things in your church do you find hard to come under the authority of the word of God rather than just following traditions? Well, coming to the sermon itself, Phil, how many headings have you got and what are they? Two questions. A question from the Jews and a question from Jesus. So first, a question from the Jews. Perhaps you could read verses 27 and 28. They arrived again in Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you authority to do this? Here's an illustration that may help. Imagine a little boy He's very angry with a big, strong man, and he hits the man as hard as he can, and suddenly the boy's on the ground. He hasn't even hurt the man. The boy feels very silly. 
The leaders of the Jews are rather like the little boy. They hate Jesus. They want their question to hurt him. But Jesus is like the, the big strong man. He's far too strong for them. And at the end, they feel silly. They want to hear Jesus answer the question. But they know the answer already. By what authority are you doing these things, they ask. What's the answer? Jesus has the right to do these things because God has sent him. God has sent his son to be the king. The temple belongs to him. But they don't want God's king. They want control over the people and over the temple. And so they hate Jesus. Phil, we don't have a, a temple today. We have the churches where we meet the people of God. How do we apply this to, to our situation now? I think the issue is, is exactly the same. Who has the right to rule your life? And your church, for that matter. Who has the right to tell you how to live? You know the answer. Jesus has that right. God says so. But there can still be a battle, can't there? Mm. Do you want to control your own life? Do you fight against what Jesus says? question for the Jews your second point you said was a question for Jesus and that's verses 29 to 33 Jesus replied I will ask you one question answer me and I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things John's baptism was it from heaven or from men tell me they discussed it among themselves and said if we say from heaven he will ask then why didn't you believe him but if we say from men, they feared the people, for everyone held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Jesus said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Jesus doesn't answer their question. Instead, he asks them a question. And it's not just any question, it's a very careful question. And it's one that hits them very hard and wins the fight. Why is Jesus' question such a good one? Everyone knew that John was a prophet from God, so they should believe what John says. And John told people that Jesus is the king from God. So you see, if John is from God, then Jesus is from God too, because that's what John says. If these Jews give an honest answer to Jesus, then they answer their own question. They know that John's baptism was from heaven, from God, but they don't want to say that. So they say that they don't know. That's a lie. They know the answer to Jesus's question. They just don't want to say it. Their hearts are really in a very sad condition, aren't they? Yes, I'm, I mean, some people don't want to follow Jesus. That's the bottom line. They ask questions, they show some interest, but they don't really want to know the truth. And they might answer questions that we ask them, but they don't tell the truth because they do not want King Jesus to rule over their lives. 
and you can challenge your people like this. There will be some there who are like this. This subject is so important for the Lordship of Jesus is something all true believers must accept and show by the way they conduct their lives. And that includes you and me, as well as those we minister to. There might be specific examples that you could use in your application of the message to help your people see how they should be honouring Christ as their Lord and their King. Such as, do they give time to pray? Are they eager to share the Gospel with others? Do they consider personal holiness a vital part of their Christian lives? Are they growing in likeness to the Lord Jesus, or are they drifting away from him? There are a whole host of practical areas of Christian living that relate directly to our understanding of the Lordship of Christ. Well, our time has gone and we must draw today's programme to a close. Thank you for being with us. And if you'd like any further help or have questions about today's programme or different aspects of your ministry, we'd be delighted to hear from you. The Serving Today address follows in a few moments. Until next time, this is Derek French saying goodbye and may God help us to set such an example to our people that they will know that Christ really is our King. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.